Welcome to Holistic Hearts, a place to dive deeper into living holistically, a place where my mom shares thoughts on living fully, creating intentionally, and empowering others to come along with her in this journey. Welcome back, everybody, to Holistic Hearts. I'm Kristen Chadwick. And today I have back in the studio, well, not in the studio, but on the airways, (laughs) Sherry Snyder with the Deeply Rooted Collective. And you guys ate up her last episode. And we actually ended up continuing to talk after the episode. And um, I've had quite a number of people say, did you guys end up talking more afterwards? And I was like, yeah, we talked about like 40 minutes afterwards. <laughs> and I just love, number one, I love our connection and our, our um, uh, you know, parallel passions for mind, body, and spirit. And, um, and so I thought as we are transitioning into this new topic, in these next couple of months about pursuing connection, I would love to have you um, just come back in Sherry and just share more of that mind, body, spirit connection. And um, to begin with you guys, we have a special gift that we're actually going to experience a little something, something first. So I'm going to let Sherry just take it away. So you guys get, get ready. Getting into this thing. <laughs> Kristen, <laughs> might be overselling it. No, no. We all need Friend. to check in. <laughs> oh, my Kristen and to um, Holistic Hearts community. It's so, so rich to be back with you. And thank you, Kristen, for this opportunity. Appreciate it so much. So, just for fun and out of curiosity, let's just take a moment wherever we are. If you are driving, I would uh, consider just doing what you can. If you happen to be, you know, doing the dishes or on a walk, see if you can bring some stillness to your body for a moment. Just take a moment and if possible, even find a place where you can sit down for a second. And if you're able to come to a sitting position, just take a moment um, to notice your naturally tall spine. And on your next inhale, notice what it feels like to lengthen your spine, crown of the head, lengthening toward the ceiling. And on your next exhale, to soften your shoulders down and relax the muscles of your face. On your next inhale, inhale, spine lengthens. On your next exhale, notice your precious face. Allow her to soften and notice your shoulder softening. If you'd like one more time in breath, lengthen your spine. Exhale, relax the muscles of your face and allow your shoulders to soften down. And then just take a moment here and bring your hands together if it's possible and begin to rub them together, creating some heat. And just take a moment to notice what does it feel like to feel your hands, these hands that your Lord has formed with you, all that you and God have tended to with your hands and just allow them to um, 
use the gift of friction to create heat. And then taking your hands and begin to connect your hands to your face. And maybe you just pause with your fingertips and you trace that seam where your scalp and your forehead meet. Maybe you trace along your eyebrows. Maybe you come and trace the bone of your eye socket. Maybe you just hold your own face and maybe for a moment resonant with your Jesus, your hands with his hands upon your face. And maybe for a moment, you just take on your next inhale and you repeat to yourself, Jesus, here I am. And on your next exhale, my face with yours. And maybe you release your hands away from your face. Let your hands come comfortably wherever they land. On your next in-breath, maybe you say it again, Jesus, here I am. And on your next exhale, my face with yours. And then one final time, a big old in-breath. Jesus, here, right here, is where you are. It's where I am. My face with your face. Connected. And friends, finally, just to take a moment to notice if your heart and your face were to, um, if your face were to be the exact representation of what's going on in your heart right now. And maybe she flashes with different different frames as it were. So she flashes first perhaps with one aspect of your experience right now, and then she flashes with another. What would your face, what would she show? How would she express what's uh, the condition of your heart? Maybe for you today, you feel troubled. Maybe you feel for yourself some resentments bubbling up and you wish they were not there. And in fact, you've been kind of trying to ignore them. Maybe you feel some flashes of fury. Maybe your kiddos shared something with you that um, really troubled you for them or for someone, uh, for one of their friends. Maybe you are filled with joy and delight and your face is just luminous light. Just take a moment and notice, just let our heart and our face um, be transparent with each other. And we'll close, um, close this time once again on an inhale. Just bring your attention and notice what it feels like to lengthen through your spine. And on your next exhale, what it feels like to soften your face and soften your shoulders. Jesus, everything we are and everything we're not, we bring our face present. We bring our heart to you. Lord, even though we're tempted in some ways to try to clean ourselves up or regulate our emotion before we come into your presence, we receive the gift of coming as we are. 
changing nothing, but starting first with contact with you. And then we'll go from there. So however we come today, troubled, ecstatic, bubbly, heartbroken, grief-stricken, agitated, full, content, famished, in agony, in absolute pleasure, wherever it is that we're coming, we come as we are. Thank you for this community of hearts. Thank you for this time. Wow. Hmm. Thank you, Sherry. Mm-hmm. Kristen, I'm curious if you could put words to anything that you noticed in your body as we, as we practiced noting um, our body. It's mm. good. I think what struck me was the putting my, my own hands on my own face um, felt so life-giving <laughs> how rarely I personally take the time to like do that. I mean, just gently love on my face. And for me, I'll be real personal. So I, um, I get these like weird, (laughs) it's part of, I think it's part of my autoimmune stuff, but I'll get these little blisters on my face. It's not fever blisters. They're like in random spots. Um, so when I had my hands on my face, I was very cognizant of that hurting and it's right in between my eyebrows right now. And, um, the picture of when you said Jesus's face on my face, if I'm honest, it was more of a shame, like, Oh, don't, don't get too close to my face. Um, and then seeing him lift my chin of like, I don't, I don't see that. And I see you, um, that's moving. And it totally makes me put my guard down. Um, so that just gets me emotional thinking about, you know, Jesus cupping my face and that I get to join faces with him and let go of self, um, that self-awareness and self-protection. Um, so even looking at the beginning of that exercise to the end, even in my breath, um, feeling a a relaxation, a resting, a more peaceful place to breathe in deeply and accept his love in that arena. (laughs) Yeah. That's beautiful. That is so beautiful. I have, I have tears. Thank you. Me too. Share. Mm -hmm. Really beautiful. Mm. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I wish I could hear other people's <laughs> responses because it's so experiential and I love, that's why I love doing the encounters is I love how Holy Spirit just comes and 
he so specifically touches us in the places that we needed in that moment. And um, that's just a beautiful place to be in. Mm. I'm telling Kristen, your audience, what, what, what we all already know from your work, but um, thinking of The Body Keeps the Score, this book that means so much to us, mm-hmm. this um, resource that you are providing in response to Holy Spirit or tooling us with to have these encounters with God that actually, so draw on the resource of heaven, but affect a physiological change in us mm-hmm. is um, so to me, it's, it's just so um, relevant to the work that Bessel van der Kolk mind and then articulated in his book. And you know, you're, 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 you're effectively partnering with heaven to tool us with a resource mm. that, that affects our physiology. Yeah. And um, it's so, it's just so, so, so profound. Mm. Yeah. And you do the same and you're, yoga and that coming back into your body. And yeah, so we are going to be talking about a lot about this book, the body keeps the score. And I can never remember that guy's name (laughs) (laughs) and I'm really not confident that I'm saying it right, but I say Vanderkolk. Okay. 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 Exactly. Exactly. I need the phonetic, but, um, you know, the phonetic pronunciation. Yeah. Yeah. So as we talk about this book, um, it was a life-changing book for me personally, because I know, um, I can so easily disconnect, um, my body and then my body will speak loud enough for me to hear it. And then I'm like, Oh, Hey there. I forgot. to yeah. in. <laughs> exactly. totally. uh, yes. I see you now. Um, so I highly recommend this book and because of the absolute, there's a, like a God truth weaved throughout the whole book. It's not necessarily a Christian book, but it is a truth book of integrating that, um, the body, the mind and the spirit. And, and for me, it was a big eye opener to be like, Oh, So the connection of, oh, my stomach hurts right now. Um, And it feels, it feels random, but it's absolutely not random. If I can come into my body and be like, what is going on? Why do I feel anxious all of a sudden? Or I walked, um, one that was really big for me was um, like walking by certain houses um, when we used to live in an old neighborhood and I would get Um, I would feel physically feel something as I walked by a certain house and, um, and I was reading that book and being like, huh, okay. Now I'm curious, like, what is that all about? What is that little trigger or thought? Um, why am I feeling a little nervous right now? Why, you know, and just being curious about what is our body speaking and all the layers that it holds on to from childhood to an adult and how it does keep the score. It keeps, 
Yes, I, I just want to let you talk now because <laughs> I know you've got lots to share. So, mm, Kristen, well, the book was published, um, I believe, in 2012. And we talked about this a little bit on the, the last podcast, but as um, what how I see it, Kristen, is this book came, um, it's part of God's provision for um you know, for our, for our generation and, you know, until his return, however many generations there are. And I remember, I think you and I, we might've even connected on this, but Graham Cook, something he said to me that, that just was impressed upon me so deeply was that for every problem, there's provision and promise. And for me, um, I was having this quote unquote problem or this challenge with really intense sensations in my body, um, particularly what felt like, um, anxiety. So tightness in my throat, a tightness in my chest, a tightness in my muscles and, um, kind of been a sick to my stomach really intense. And I would be in an environment, um, let's say just, you know, in my house where if you were to scan, there is nothing, um, evident in my direct physical surroundings that would promote that level of a a terror response in my body, but my body was having that response. And because of my own history of my relationship with my body, my um, resources at the time, the resources I had were to, um, were not very working very well for me, which was primarily the resource of what's wrong with me why can't I just be relaxed and be happy? This, these tapes that had been with me since I was a little girl and sort of um, trying to almost um, deride myself, berate myself into relaxing, Yeah. which, and you and I were talking about this. If you, you know, you, if you looked at, for example, relating to a puppy or a a child, can you imagine yelling at them, telling them to just relax? It's so (laughs) counterproductive. Um, Anyways, so then the father brought this book to me and, you know, um, for every problem, there's provision and promise. And I felt like with the book came the provision of an understanding. um, And it was like the father said, you know, we're going to almost like, you know, take a, um, like he gave me like a little, um, like, like came almost like with a little spaceship and said, we're just going to like pull back a little bit, you and I together. And we're going to get a little distance from this and look at it, you know, with the help of, of Dr. Vanderkolk and, and really begin to understand what's happening in your body. And then from, from that place of, of insight, then what's the promise. And the promise is that there is provision. There is provision for whatever our bodies um, have gone through to be reconnected, reconnected to ourselves, reconnected to each other. Um, because, you know, when we're in that place of intense, for example, chronic, our body's cueing terror and we're rigid, um, it's very difficult to have um, intimacy or spontaneity. And I don't even, uh, um, not even intimacy with your, with your um, spouse, but, but friendship and, um, connection with other humans because our internal environment is so activated. And so being able to, um, this focus on connections that as we're able to receive father's provision for understanding what's happening in our bodies and, 
instead of, instead of ignoring it or suppressing it or denying it or berating it, you know, lean in yeah. and then um, kind of meet, meet with the father there. Then we begin to um, under, and after that, in, in the wake of that encounter with that constant encounter, then we'll, we'll eventually find we're more connected to people in our lives. Yeah. And that those are really connection to ourselves, connection to God, connection to others is, is just all so, um, so, so mutually related. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, and I think I love how you just said, um, the leaning into it, because I think there could be a lot of people, including myself, where I'm like, well, I don't, what, if, what if I lean in and I can't ever get out <laughs> And that can be a really scary place to be. Can you speak to that of like somebody who's like, well, if I'm say like somebody's on the verge of, of having like an anxiety attack or, mm-hmm. or feeling this overwhelm of terror, like you were talking about. Um, so you're, you're saying to like, continue to walk down and say, let's take a look at that versus somebody who may say, oh, I just need to like not think about that and distract myself with something else. So what would you say to somebody who's in that um, pickle? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, Kristen, I was in, <laughs> I was in that pickle you know, it, two nights ago. I was feeling a lot of agitation in my body and gosh, I just really wanted to, um, where I actually observed I was I was wanting to reach for alcohol to try to manage this um, agitation in my body. And I'm um, just in a, in a, time, a, a moment in my, my story right now where I'm abstaining from alcohol. And I was really like, like frantic. You know, I, I could just feel that thing. If I really didn't want to like deal with it, I just wanted it. I didn't want to, I just wanted to not feel this way anymore. Yeah. Um, so I, I could relate to that pickle <laughs> find myself there. Um, and, and so I think the first thing that I would say, and, um, that I would, that I find, I found really a validating from Bessel's work is, um, for me first, um, I would encourage us to this practice, find one friend or, you know, and it might not even be one of your closest friends. You might choose someone sort of in a second tier of relationship, or it might be one of your closest friends or a- asking Holy Spirit, but someone that you can reach out to and say, I want to practice feeling what I'm feeling more. And I'm curious, would you be willing to be available to me if I just wanted to give you a call and I don't need you to say anything or do anything but would you just listen while I try to put words to what I'm feeling? Um, like, and, and as you know, oftentimes what I find for myself is to lean in, to lean in by myself. Um, sometimes, you know, it's just, um, it's like an insuff- it's, it's an insufficient service area to hold the weight of what, okay. of what God's wanting to, to work with me. And so if I can find a trusted friend and, what I've been experimenting with, and I have a couple of friends, we experiment this with each other where we will um, say, okay, literally, this is what I need. I just need you to listen. I just need some space to um, explore what I'm feeling here. Mm -hmm. And um, that is, that would be like my, my most um, regularly effective practice for leaning in Mm -hmm. and to feel what I'm feeling. 
So that's the first thing I would say, Kristen. And then to be real specific of like, here's what I want. I just want to be able to say, and for me, it was like, what was actually happening is I'm, I was super troubled about something going on in my parenting mm-hmm. and I was projecting into the future and what often happens. So, you know, since our bodies are made to um, help us survive and prepare us to respond to danger or to try to escape a threat, um, my body was really getting activated because I was, I was projecting into the future some really terrible scenarios. And it was like, my projector was like on an IMAX. And so of course my body is responding in fear Mm. and terror. And, um, and so what I needed to do was, you know, kind of get a chance to first locate myself by talking it out with someone. And then once I could look, I could say, Oh, I'm, I'm responding in fear because I'm seeing in, you know, on an IMAX screen, all of these terrible things potentially happening. Yeah. And what does it look like to, you know, turn off the projector, you know, um, kind of walk out of that theater and come back to the present moment with God and then listen for what is his counsel to me in, in the moment that, that exists rather than this reality that my body was responding to, but it was what was right with my body that she's responding to what was being projected onto that screen. Yeah. But to, to kind of realize that's what's happening be able to turn the, you know, um, imaginative projector off and come back to the present moment was really, um, essential for me, but it was multi-step. I first had to connect with someone so I could understand, so I could see what was going on for me. Wow. That's so good. I, yeah. Wow. I love that because it does require being vulnerable. It requires having the bravery to share it with somebody and, you're right. We're not, we're not designed to do life alone. And especially those big emotions. Um, when we are in terror, we're in big grieving, um, or agitated. Yeah. You're so right. Just inviting somebody else to, to hold it for a second and, and not that they are going to carry it like, um, like a burden, but it's just like a, I just need to lay it out there and then come back. Totally. That's so good. And I think too, with, you know, even with our last conversation, it's, it really ties back into that wholehearted piece of, um, we, we have to, to be intimate with God, with ourselves, with others. There's a piece of courage that has to happen and opening up to those places that we don't want to open up. Like it feels like a Pandora's box or, um, and inviting somebody else to see it. And then it reminds me of the verse, um, just that simple verse of like, confess your sins with one another and not that anxiety in itself is a sin, but it's more of like letting somebody else into the process. Yes, that's exactly right. And, um, I'll, you know, there's a quote, actually, I want to find it from, um, body keeps the score. That's so, you know, really talks about that Kristen, which is effectively that we, um, we, we spend a lot of energy trying to not feel what we're feeling 
Um, let me give you another example. As recently actually found some, um, I, I was feeling again agitated in my body. And what I realized was I, I was feeling resentment that I did not want to feel. And a wise friend who she and I have a practice together and she was like, share what, you know, she asked me a question that she and I have asked each other so many times, what feelings are you having that you don't want to be having? And I was That's like, so oh, good. isn't that on? Like, yeah, it's worth, it's, it's a good one. Yes. I was like, I am feeling resentful. And I'm also actually, I was also feeling jealous. And, um, I didn't want to be feeling either of those. There was a, um, some friends of mine that I had introduced to each other that had started getting really, really close. And I was feeling left out and I was feeling, um, jealous. And I was also feeling, I didn't want to be feeling those feelings. And so I was kind of trying to suppress them or ignore them. And that was causing, you know, more agitation. And cause I, I kind of rationally, I knew I shouldn't be feeling this way. Like, I'm so happy for them, you know, like all, all the shoulds. The and, shoulds and, yeah. yeah. And so that, you know, some of the wisdom that Bessel van der Kolk identifies. And like you said, it's truth. He articulates it because it's the nature of reality is that when we try to ignore or avoid what's really going on inside of us, we end up expending a tremendous amount of energy. And it actually, um, for example, produces stress hormones in our body like that, that um, determined for me, my determination not to feel my resentment or feel my jealousy was, um, was requiring energy of me and an exertion and, and actually putting stress on my body. And so to, through, you know, a wise friend to be like, okay, God, you know, again, it's like, I know this, we all know these things. We, we need to be reminded of them, but Lord help me right now. Okay. I'm going to drop low and I'm going to actually be honest with myself of what I'm feeling, even though it's so uncomfortable and I do not want to be feeling these things. It feels petty. It feels juvenile, you know, all the things And he's like, um, you know, stop with like the link, the labeling and assessment and get out our stethoscope and let's just literally see what's in there. Mm-hmm. And then below, you know, the jealousy and the, um, the resentment was what, you know, and he's like, oftentimes he'll take us below what we feel like are the negative emotions that we want to, that we, you know, he'll take us down the core. The core desire is for connection. The core yeah. desire is for love. The core is like, and those are good things. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm made for. And, you know, for me to, if I had just never, you know, if I'd stayed on that surface and spending energy trying to avoid feeling those uncomfortable sort of, we'll call them like, um, like the, the middle feelings, I, I, I was also not able to get to the core, which was the vulnerability of desire to um, feel like I'm in, in a reciprocal vibrant relationship with this kind of with an energy that's you know coming from 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 source beyond us yeah. um, or whatever it was that I was seeing that I was wanting and so once I could get drop down below those uncomfortable emotions and come to what was really going on and then invite Jesus into that and let him minister to me and then to realize there's a little girl inside of me from a you know that's feel like a, that's feeling lonely and that was feeling had an agreement of see this is what happened like you know, um, 
ultimately you don't have what it takes to keep, to keep this sustained relationship, which is simply not true based on my adult like experiences and longevity of my relationships, but there is a, a wound. Yeah. You know, so the next thing we know is father takes me through those uncomfortable emotions down into the core and then down into the wound below where I can be received ministry from the Holy spirit. And then after father was ministering to me, Holy spirit, father and Jesus, you know, and I were deciding now, what do I want to do? Like not from a place of pain or not trying to manipulate those relationships, but is, do I do, how do I want to respond to this need or desire for connection? And is it maybe pursuing those people or, um, pursuing, pursuing someone else or asking father who he wants me to focus on or, you know, whatever it is, but that creativity mm-hmm. that ends up happening. But again, as long as I was avoiding those uncomfortable feelings, mm-hmm. I couldn't drop down and then connect with God and connect with myself, connect with my heart. Wow. That's so life-giving. Um, just that example alone. That's beautiful. I hope that encourages someone to dig deep and go there that is maybe you know I I was just I totally popped in my brain with like an Enneagram seven who like avoids all uncomfortable situations but there's so much beauty and gold underneath the digging and and not that we're digging to find um to like dig up stuff for the sake of digging up stuff it's definitely Like the Holy Spirit is leading that and offering a chance to um, heal on a real deep level. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I love that. And I love how you talked about, let's talk about this before um, we kind of wrap it up a little bit. Um, Of course, you're going to come back on again, but um, I think where you hit on the wounds Something that I've noticed, and I actually, I did this in my course, um, the heavenly commission course that I have out right now, where we did an exercise that I learned from a friend where we spoke lies over our bodies and, and then asked a curious question of where did I feel that? Was it in my stomach? Was it in my throat? Was it in my legs? you know, and just being curious where our bodies responded versus then on the flip side, what is the truth of that lie? Um, like say it could be, I'm unworthy and just feeling that, you know, my shoulders slump over, I want to get small, um, versus I am worthy. And that, you know, just for me, it immediately brings my shoulders back. I feel taller. I feel like I could walk into the room with I'm, I'm here. Um, so uh, can you speak on that? Like the, the beauty of truth and lie in our, our bodies. You know, um, gosh, Kristen, that is so powerful. And I, um, I wonder, you know, just, just as a opportunity for, for your listeners to, to try that practice, but just, just for the sheer experience of like, that is, it's like incredible that our bodies literally can like respond to the, um, to that. And, one of my teachers, you know, she explains it like there's frequencies, like our body, the energies, you know, God made, you know, that like E equals MC squared energy equals mass accelerated at the speed of light squared. Like yeah. there's this relationship between mass and energy and that the father took his, you know, infinite energy and, and then manifested matter 
Um, and so anyways, just this idea that these, tr- that there's a, a truth, a, a frequency associated with truth. Yes. That our bodies um, basically, you know, and I think you touched on this last time, but this idea of co-regulation where um, our body is, is, is in some ways looking to synchronize with, with our environment or with the person we're with. That's, you know, as interpersonal social beings, God made us. Mm-hmm. wired us to be eager to mirror mm-hmm. and so when we're proximate to a lie our body's going to try to like come into resonance with that lie and you'll watch the energy yeah. in your own body deflate and then when our body's proximate to truth our, our we're going to actually feel a different frequency in our own bodies and um and so you know that's it's just um it's, it's just true. It's, it's, it's true. We could measure it in our own anecdotal experience, but it's, they can now see it there. You know, um, the researchers who are doing these meta studies can actually notice. And I think in, in this, in the secular world, we might call it like, you know, affirmations, like what happens for you when you have an affirmation. Mm -hmm. And then in, in the kingdom, as you talk about these declarations and these, you know, similarly affirmations, but we, that's actually having a physiological response response yeah and it can come a resource and I think but I you know what what some of what Dr. Vanderkull draws attention to is that our our stories shape our body yeah. and that can be for better and for worse so negative experiences that have um, informed our body that we are unsafe unworthy unloved bad shameful disgusting mm-hmm. repulsive whatever whatever negative ways um, the good news is, is that it's not static, yeah. that our bodies and our nervous system can be recalibrated through experiences to yeah. truth. And so by practicing the, like the declarations that you teach, Kristen, we are actually creating new experiences that this beautiful plastic malleable body that father has given that um, the provision is in the, the malleability that we can you know, the way that our body um, experiences information and responds to our environment is dynamic. And through those positive experiences over time mm-hmm. will we'll transform us. Yes. And it's just such good news. That is such good news. And it makes me think of, you know, going back to the very beginning of, of the podcast today, um, even doing that quick um, check-in Uh, and encounters, I'm drawing this together of, you know, even our encounters as we get to imagine the truth in our mind's eye. Um, it's just, is just as, as empowering and life-changing, um, as if it actually happened. So like, if we continued to, um, you know, if, if our affirmation is I am worthy and attach it with our imagination of, of, you know, Jesus clothing us with worthiness. And what does that look like when I walk into the room and we replay that over and over again, it's that rebuilding pathways, rebuilding of our renewing our minds. Um, in the way that he designed it to be, which is to produce life versus yes. how we can 
replay things like, well, what if this happens? And what if, da, 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 what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, because we are using our imaginations. It's just more yeah. turning, turning the um, camera lens to building life versus, you know, death and um, aligning with those lower frequencies that you're, like you're talking about. So that's exact. That's so, so exactly. That's such a vivid picture, Kristen. And to go, that might just makes me think, I guess to close is to go back to my, that analogy I had of the projector projecting these negative um, scenarios, mm-hmm. hypothetical scenarios. If we think about it, um, like the theater of our imaginations, as it were, which is really, you know, our, our, our ability to um, experience what is not immediately perceptible to us, yeah. which again is a, a faculty father's given us so that we can plan for the future and yeah. um, do all kinds of things in the natural, but then it has also, it also is the king, it's a way to access the resources of the unseen realm of heaven. Yeah. And um, so if I become curious, like, oh, wow, what, what is sort of the, the film that's in the projector that I'm projecting onto my screen and what I hear you saying is if I can take that kind of p- plug in my encounters into my projector, as it were, and like, I am worthy and Jesus clothing me and robing me in worthiness and, and spend some time pr- like immersing myself into that, you know, just like projected on the screen of my experience internally yeah. It, 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 it uh, restructures my physiology and um, really literally becomes like, not just this abstract transform my mind, but it is, it's literally mm-hmm. transforming my mind. Yeah. And um, it's, that is so powerful. And I, I just love, I love that. I love that Kristen. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm so curious, like someday I'd like to, I wish we could like scan our brains <laughs> before and after one of your encounters because oh. I think we'd see we'd see different things oh that would be so cool yeah well I just I love it's just such a fascinating topic to me and and honestly feeling like I've just barely uncovered you know the beginning of understanding the effects of of our bodies telling us our stories and being able to dive deep, like you were saying with the Trinity, with the help of them and leaning in to those hard places um, and beginning to, to see him heal and then bring new pictures to life. And I think whether it's you're dealing with chronic pain or autoimmune or anxiety, this is a key. This is a key to experiencing heaven on earth right now. And um, so Sherry, thank you so much for today. Thanks for sharing your heart and your wisdom so beautifully and poetically. You always speak so poetically. And um, yeah, you guys check out the book, The Body Keeps the Score by (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Vanderkolk. Uh, Bessel Vanderkolk. There you go. There we go. Oh. Uh, well, and again, oh, you goodness. guys go check out Sherry and all the beautiful work she's doing over at the Deeply Deeply Rooted Collective on Instagram. And she she's just been post, posting some great questions lately, just for you to check in with yourself. And uh, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Kristen. I loved it.
Oh, thank you. Thanks for listening to Holistic Hearts. As always, leave a review and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you'd like to find out more about my mom and all the things she is writing about, go to www.kristenfieldschadwick.com.